This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. Welcome to the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Grab a ball and get ready for this serving of cornbread and caviar. What's up, people? It's me, Ramon. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Cornbread and Caviar, the podcast that will entertain, educate, and inform you. Thank you for joining us today for what promises to be an introspective experience. Follow us on Instagram at Eat Cornbread and Caviar, and feel free to hit us up at eatcornbreadandcaviar at gmail.com with your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Today, I'm joined by the hardest-working producer and co-host, the beautiful, voluptuous resident voice of hospitality, custodian of truth, and my sister, none other than... Miss Maria Renee. Hello, hello. Did you miss me? <laughs> yes, you did. No. Uh, <laughs> and they a, always miss no, you. No, no, no. Yes. Nobody misses you, Heffa. You are <laughs> such a hater. I am. Just Get just, your life in order. Just love me. In I'm so way. glad you got on your beautifully flawed shirt. Yes. Yeah, listen, this is... I have some introspection. I okay. understand that I am flawed, but it's still beautiful nonetheless. See? Ain't uh, it a good title? It's a great title. We are shout actually out to Paris Noel. Shout out to Paris Noel, friend yes. to the show, phenomenal rap artist. He has opened my mind and my eyes mm. to the rap he art. He let the floodgates open. Yes, huh? he did, because I wasn't into it. But I be, his stuff is on my on my my shuffle and Yay. all my other songs. So I I enjoy. Thank you, Paris Noel. We bought these wonderful shirts. And I actually, this is, shirt, this is probably about the fifth time I've worn it. I have washed it. It's this, nice, isn't it's it? A, it's, a it's a great a shirt. The color, shirt. the quality, yeah. amazing. Yep. So I can't wait to get mm-hmm. Paris back on the show. Um, and then we don't want to forget the phenomenal, never no, to be underestimated, pretty boy himself, James Brandon, who decided that Toronto was a better place to be this weekend uh, than here he with us. <laughs> <laughs> thought Let's and just bopping. call it what it is. Thought and bopping. It's, thought and, it's, a, it's a sophisticated thought. <laughs> it's a sophisticated thought. That's okay. right. But he still thought. And it's all in looks and smiles, nothing physical, because mm. he's a very classy boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's a classic man. Now, I'm really happy to have this particular guest here with us. Me he's too. a very, very uh, dear friend, a longtime friend. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, uh, I just learned that he and Maria Renee went to high school together. Yes, uh, and, then, and, and he know all my people and my loved ones and yeah. cousins. Yes, and actually, funny thing is, I worked with one of his family members. Unbeknownst to me, we discovered that we had Ray in common. So I'm introducing my friend Ray Sharp Powell. Yeah, wow, you hit the whole government name. Well, hey, yeah. if you don't tell me what you want me to say, I will default to the gov. He's That's on cool. Hi, everybody. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Aww. I'm so excited to have my Ray here. I haven't seen so Ray. Hey, Ray. Up and moved Hi. to Chicago just out of the way. Wait, I tried to keep in contact with Ray. He doesn't do very well keeping in contact with me. But I try to keep in contact with Ray. So I hit him up one day, like, how are you? What's going on? He's like, good. Just adjusting to my new life, whatever he said. I'm like, what new life? He's like, oh, I moved to Chicago. I'm like, 
Okay. Thanks for telling me. Well, you me. know, they when they go to Chicago and Atlanta, they be top secret. So. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really a secret. You know that saying, phones work two ways. Oh. It, it, yeah, but yours was not working my way, yeah, obviously. Listen. Because mm. I do my part. I do my part. Well. Have some introspection. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Have some self-awareness to realize you, you're just bad at communication. Said, come correct and but don't still, come at all. Okay. Right. But still a good, good friend. So I appreciate our friendship over the years, and I appreciate you for being here with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move into our shout-out portion. Um, Ray, why don't you start your shout-out? So this is the part of the show, if you haven't listened to the podcast, which you should have, but this is the part of the show where we shout-out to a person, place, or thing, either near, far away, whatever, particularly a brown person or a brown-owned business, or someone who's not brown but really affecting the brown community in a very positive way. We give them shout-outs. Or you could do a shade shout-out if it's something or somebody that you just don't like. So either way, you can do a shout-out in that way. So your shout-out? Okay, I have two shout-outs. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, four or five. She shouts out her whole family every goddamn time. So if you listen, don't up. come for her. Uh-huh. I know how you are. I listen to the oh, show every God. week. Ooh, so I just be wanting to smack him for you. But what like, about what she says to me? A lot of people they gonna jump him. I, in the I know how you are. So okay. how it's am I? Right. Please tell me how I no, am. We'll talk about it after the after show. the show. Yeah, it's good for this. Good for the podcast. Mm-mm. My listeners need to know me all no, the way through. No, no. Oh, I can't stand you. Okay, so my first shout out is to Bay back in Chicago. Yes, like, Bay. Okay. I just, okay, babe. somebody from high school, like what? a high school sweetheart. It's so funny because it hit me the other day. Like, we, this was like my first boyfriend ever. Wow. Like, I was shook when I, when I like actually sat down and thought about it. And we did not talk before I moved to Chicago. And so Chicago Lake brought us back together. Oh, uh, he's and, there. Yeah, he lives in Chicago. And we didn't talk before I moved. So, like, I didn't move up and move for a guy. I moved because I wanted to live in Chicago. And then we rekindled when I got there, and oh it's just been Lord. like, oh my lord, it's like the notebook. It's, it's been, it's been know, in. It's, shut up with that goddamn notebook, please. Alley. Oh. Give so, it maybe another year, and we might be on notebook status. Oh, oh beautiful! This is an undeserved love. Yes, yes. We'll talk about that later. Absolutely. But um, yes, shout out to him. Um, yes, back in the shout shy, him out. Okay. and I will be, definitely have him listen to the show. Please do. Yes. Please um, do. Hey, babe. And then, I'd mm-hmm. love to have you guys. If you bought guys, is he from here? So he's from here. No, so. he's from Chicago. Chicago. But he okay. lived here. Yeah, with his dad. Oh, when he, so he when you back come to back Chicago after we broke up in high school. When you come back, because yeah, it was too much. Bring him, and I'd love much. to have the both of you on. Okay, I'll tell. That him. would be so dope. A great. I know we can build a great conversation around you two being on here. You know, an unrequited love found again. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. <laughs> My second shout out is actually to y'all. What? To Cornbread and Caviar. I love this show. Really? Like, I I have been listening. Let me tell you, I listened on the way to Chicago. I caught up on like two or three episodes, and my ride was so easy. First of all, that thing about Michael Jordan owning prisons. Yes. I did not know that. Like, I've never owned a pair of Jordans in my did life. You, did you? I want people to look, to go I believe and look that you. up. I believe you. Yes. Because I know he's not really, Mm-mm. like, I've heard a lot of bad he things about us. him. Yeah, I've never I've never owned a pair of Jordans, so well, it doesn't Vince matter anyway. Daddy dad, though. I think with his daddy dad, he just, I don't know, like, something happened. He another like Kanye. When, like, what well, I was about to say, when Kanye yeah, when the parents right. be leaving right. and they in, in the. You the, just lose the, your, you yeah, lose your mind. Just you lose your shit, yes. And then the thing you said about the police. Wasn't that beautiful? Yeah. 
I was I like, yes. That. I was at, I was, so we had a big 4th of July party that. at my parents' house in Detroit. Okay. I was really hoping the police would ride down. I was like, I was going to flag them down <laughs> and be like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing today? Y'all eat, come on back here, get, get yes. a plate. Y'all got to go. I'm going to wrap y'all a plate up. But like, our yeah. parents was raised on that. I saw my daddy do it. Yeah. So. And that, that was is, so beautiful. I think where we are at with the police in this country, like. Especially, Especially brown people, cities, yeah, like, like ours, brown we need people. to do. That, I mean, you know, because sure. I'm, I tell people all the time, I'm going through a lot with the judicial system because of my brother and the police system. So, yeah, uh, I've, I see both spectrums. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, absolutely, firsthand. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that, she made some good. I'm sorry, go ahead, Ray. You go right. No, now. no, I'm just saying. I was, I was just like in the car, like taking notes, <laughs> mental notes. <laughs> Especially yeah. with me living in a new city now, living in Chicago, mm. it's more people. Yes. Like, yeah. I think we definitely could benefit from doing that. And Just try them it know. at least yeah. once. Yeah. Oh, Instead man. of being afraid or fearful of them. Because you know when Pookie gets shot, y'all still want the police to come out mm-hmm. yeah. and investigate and find the killer. And you'd hope they'd be fair and just yeah. in doing so. But then we cussing them out too at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know. It's, a- it's, it's a give and take. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ray, thank you for that. Were you done? We, we don't want to stop You're there. I'm done. No, that was yeah. for my two shout out. That was amazing. Thank you for loving the show. And yeah, definitely shout out to Maria Renee because she does have some. I told her because I do fuss a lot, even off the show. <laughs> but I am a man of I'm a man of order, and I like perfection, and mm-hmm. I fuss a lot. Mm-hmm. However, I did let her know that in spite of all my fussing, she has a lot of value to add to this show. So my shout out is to you, Maria Renee, because you oh do add gosh. a lot of value to the show. And another, again, just like Ray, Maria Renee is a longtime friend. She's my sister. You yes, know, through we, and through. We fight and fuss, and, and I, I love and every moment of it. I would not trade it for the world. So my shout out is to you as well. So I love you. And I have a shout out. It's um, So I came across this jewel mm-hmm. on the west side of Detroit. On uh, West 7 Mile. It is a plus-size clothing store. I need to go there. And it's called More of Me to Love Boutique. Come on. Right? And they're open Tuesday through Saturday, noon to 7 p.m. And they carry sizes 1X through 6X. Now, ladies, okay. Of course, our (laughs) clothes are limited and... Sometimes they look like they just threw some stuff on some fabric and was like... It's finna go. It's finna be sold for like sixty dollars, and it's not really for for sure real plus size. But this store right here is legit real plus size. I'm talking about like stomach, fupa, breast, throws, <laughs> thighs, big calves, huge breasts. So you bought some stuff from here. So I went there because. Um, yeah, a friend of mine referred me, um, and she's a singer in Detroit, Tab Russell. Um, she works here, and I needed a skirt, a maxi skirt for the engagement party next week for the wedding, mm-hmm. and I found a really pretty skirt, but I'm getting a t-shirt made with my logo on it and all that, so I wanted a denim one, but they didn't have a denim one, but I'm for sure going to come back and patronize because I saw uh, some cute dresses that I love to wear for the nightlife. Yeah. So, ladies, the address is 19334 West 7 Mile Road, Detroit, Michigan, 48219. The telephone number is 313-766-6898. More of Me to Love Boutique. I love it. Love Your Curves is their motto. They're on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. 
Please patronize. Love it. Yep. <clears throat> it's, and I'm for real. It's real plus size. Like, not that it say it's a 3X, but it's really like a 1X one one X. extra large. Right. No, this is a real 3X, real 3X. So. I love it. Because yeah. Yeah, women, women, even all women have curves, but... Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of you to love, there there are more curves, and I think they should fit you. You yes. should be comfortable yes. in the clothes because a lot of stuff. Is and made if for... you wear it, you may not. You may or may not need a undergarment like a a girdle or a slip. Ooh, yeah. You talking about not wearing a slip? Now that's I something. Know. And now I we know. know you don't like your brassiers. We know no, you don't like a strong brassiere. So a lot of these dresses you don't need a bra with. So that's even better. Wow. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all go check that out. Okay. Tell them Maria Renee sent you. Yes. And um, as usual, shout out to the family. Um, I can't wait for my nephew to come back home. Yeah, he out there in, he, he out in, in the Canada. country of Canada. Living his goals, best life. Yeah, yes. living his best life mm-hmm. with his family and them. Yep. And Nick and Aisha's engagement party is next Saturday. Come on, Nick and Aisha. Congratulations. Yes, Congratulations. So, um. They're excited. They can't wait to be married. And we found a hall, which is really nice. So it's a lot of work, but I'm loving it. This is what you love to do. Mm -hmm. So if you guys need a wedding plan or any event planning, Maria Renee is your go-to person. Yes. So please. Hit me up on the hip. (laughs) And page me 411. Ah, page me 411. (laughs) I I Yeah, I remember that Missy Elliott first album. Come on now. Come on, Missy. All right, so let's go on to our brown brilliance of the day. Now, this is a brown brilliance inspired by Ray. He uh, exposed me to this wonderful person. Since he has, I've been reading up and watching videos, and I actually enjoy her a lot. So she is a public academic um, writer and lecturer. Her activist and academic work are rooted in providing intellectual discourse tools and resources that explore the intersection of race and womanhood. Mm. Her social media platform boasts a community of over 260,000 followers where guided conversations and where, where she guides conversations, encourages critical thinking and nurtures meaningful engagement with people all over. So this person is Rachel Cargill. That is amazing. Yes. Love this Brown sister. She has been, uh, doing this for a while i'm really enjoying what i'm learning about i still have a lot more to learn but i have so thank you ray for giving us her as a brown brown brilliance so hopefully Mm. she'll respond when we respond when we tag her hopefully she'll agree to come on i know she was she's at the what's the red table talk with jada pink and she's at that level but maybe she'll come on over to us too because we up there too we at that level she's really sweet i met her oh really yeah i went to she had a lecture in chicago actually like, it was so funny because I, like, woke up and the first thing, of course, that I do is look at Instagram. Yeah. So, she had just posted a story that said, the first, like, five college students that respond to this with your email, you'll get a free ticket to my lecture, um, Unpacking White Feminism Tonight. Mm. And it was, like, posted two minutes ago. I slid in those DMs so quick. I know you <laughs> She responded, sent me a ticket. I was late. Um, she said it was cool to come late because I had to work that day. Um, but I went and I really, I enjoyed it. I stuck around after, took a picture with her, met her, chatted it up for a second. And, um, she's a really sweet girl. She's doing hard that the work that she does 
is difficult. And if you just go and look in her of comments on Instagram, is. like she her thing is white people make racism rocket science. And it's like they do. And they don't like they don't like having these uncomfortable conversations. Absolutely like, not. You know, that might be a whole nother podcast. That is a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Thing is why not? Why is yeah, it? Yeah, why is it so difficult? You understand the, the privilege that you mm. possess and it gives you a boost. And a lot of them don't really think they got They don't. Yeah. And a lot of them don't like, believe oh, that's, it. They work hard or they had it hard too. And, it's yeah. like, and I know, and I'm not to take, not, not to discount people's walk. Sometimes mm-hmm. people who do have it hard, even white folks have it hard. Everybody has a hardship in life, but we're talking about your hardship is not the hardship of life and a systemic situation, not a, a systemic oppression, right? Exactly. So, you know, and then you look at the crime rates. Of course, we're the most people in jail because honestly, the, the crime is driven by need. If I have a need for something where there's quick cash to feed my family or now I just want to make quick money because I know how to make it so now I can get it so I can buy the nice things that society says are those things that represent a quality life. Mm-hmm. And so now, but systemically, you know, I have... We we don't get taught about insurance. We don't get taught about saving. We don't get taught about a lot of things. Some of it's our fault. I get it, but it's a systemic oppression that does exist. And she's right on with it. She's right on, and I love that. Absolutely love that. That that's couldn't get any better uh, uh, depiction of what's happening. And I hope that. And there are some people, non-minority folks, who do get it. They understand. Yeah, I know what my privilege is, and some of them do help. You they use their privilege to help us out too. So, I love that. Yes. Rachel Cargill. Hi, Rachel. We got to get you on the show, Rachel. I hope you listen. I want, I want you to be an avid listener. Send us an email. Give us guidance. Give us support. Whatever you want to do, send us an email. Eat cornbread and caviar at gmail.com. <laughs> so, um, now, Ray, Ray has a great um, blog. We're going to talk about that later in the conversation. But... The meat of the conversation today is, well, let's just do this. Let me just kind of preface it by saying that it's really important this day and age to really acknowledge ourselves, who we truly are. Um, I know that in the past several years, um, so much of who I was was based on a relationship, a title at work, an annual salary, etc. When those things are gone, then you are left with just you. Do you like you? Do you know you? Do you mm. know that you're like plenty without the things that society has assigned to you or the things you subscribe to um, with the thought that perhaps they make me a better person or make me look better because this is what society says is cool. Um, drowning in all this, you tend to lose the authentic you that you are. So, that's why this conversation today is going to bring amazing uh, is going to be amazing with our guest because, as mentioned earlier, um, he does have a blog raylivy.com, and again we'll get into that later. But it has a lot of foundational principles of an introspection and self awareness. <clears throat> self awareness is basically the conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. So we can just kind of start the conversation out. I've got a lot of questions here listed, but this is, again, this is a podcast. We are organic with it. So I'm just going to ask Maria Renee, what do you, to, what is self-awareness to you? Like, what do you think self-awareness is? Now, you've had different experiences in life. Um, you've had been through a lot of different things, and you've been you for the last 45 years. So what exactly is self-awareness to you? 
Um, to me, self-awareness is when you can genuinely look in a mirror and accept that other person is looking back at you. Okay. Every flaw, every... Just everything, good and bad. Okay. Okay. That's that's for me. Okay. Do you think that you're self-aware? Mm. It's... <laughs> yup. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be 34 next month. 45. And... <laughs> Woo! Yep, I can tell you. Listen here, it it takes you dealing with somebody else for you to be like, "Oh my God, is that really me?" I've had a lot of moments like that. Ooh, be like, I did. I somebody said tell that? you about yourself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Forces some introspection. Mm-hmm. Occur, yes. No Self awareness occur. Yeah. So if you have a mate or not just mate, like your family, and they just be like, "Nay, you too strong right now." I'm really not strong. And then you and you go back and you be like, damn it, I was so strong. <laughs> that was too much. I I been lately, and I'll be transparent because that's what I do. I've been having a lot of temper tantrums. About what, Hafa? I'm controlling. With Poobot? With or him, with everything. I'm very controlling. See, that's why we butt heads, because I am too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 a it's a bad thing, but it's also a good thing because the good part is that if I'm in the room, it's gonna be in control. I'm gonna make sure that it's done, and everybody's gonna get a fair share, fair shot. It's of gonna, I'm gonna make it happen. That's right. Yep. But at the same time, I can't run other people, and that's so hard for me. Yeah. So hard for me. The fact that he was going through all his health issues. I wanted to just slap him every single day because it's just like, look here. Damn it. Do what I say. I'm telling you right. I'm telling you to do this for right. a reason. To do right. it. You got to do it. And then it's just like, um, excuse me, I am not your child. <laughs> this is this is my body and my and my life. And no, I'm not doing that. Right. And yes. you just and in your heart, and just like with me, because in your heart, you want to just make sure everybody gets the best of what they have. The best. The best. And we come across as being controlling. Heaven and, and yeah. hell. That's right. That you get the best. So self awareness has been, especially for the past five years, has been number one. Mm-hmm. And trying to compromise and maneuver and but still be your authentic self. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot. And I'm okay with that. I told you a couple podcasts ago. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Because it is the fabric of who I am. Yeah, and you're authentic. Yes. And that's what we're about. Or in my life, I'm authentic with all yeah. my close friends. I'm authentic as, as authentic as I can be. And I mean, I have friends that literally don't mind telling me about myself. You know, Ray has told me about myself on occasion, which is rare because I'm practically perfect. Uh, Maria <laughs> Renee has. Um, you know, so I, I, and that's what I appreciate. That's why I have the friendships I have because it's authentic and I like that. And you are very authentic with who you are. So that's mm. good. Um, Ray, what about you? What does self-awareness mean um, to you? What then do you think that you are personally self-aware? For me, I think it's like, a, it's an ongoing project. Um, self-awareness for me is like a, it's an umbrella term. So like when I think about self-awareness, it's self-discovery so not just being aware of 
how I am now, but like discovering other, you know, other ways that I'm changing mm. and ways that I have yep. been that other people may not have pointed out to me mm-hmm. where I can be like, oh, wow. Like I'll think something. I might not act on it, but I'll think it and be like, well, why did you think that? Yes. Like what's, what's happening with that? Like, let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So unpacking like toxic thoughts and behaviors and that for me, that's self-awareness. I love it. Mm. So kind of, when you said unpacking that that's deep. Cause you said unpacking like toxic thoughts. So, Toxic thoughts that may have been pathologically planted there, mm-hmm. you know, because we talked, you know, talked about uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked about epigenetics mm-hmm. and we talked about how some toxic things are passed down to the lineage, whether, you know, mm-hmm. at a cellular level and it still has a societal effect, you know, um, if, you know, we are always taught that we are ugly or something or, you know, or our parents are always taught that they are ugly, they might pass that on to us mm-hmm. when we become their offspring or however it goes. So maybe some untoxic thoughts that may have been planted there or just looking at society and taking in some things that may not belong to you and should not be taken in, but you absorb it and it becomes part of your, your self schema, if you will, your, your identity. So um, is there anything particularly that you want to share with us that you have even one example, maybe that you had a toxic thought about self and you had to realize that it wasn't what it what you thought it was. It was something that was toxic that had to be dealt with and then expelled. So I I won't say, I mean, I, I guess it kind of, and it's, I guess it's still something that I'm unpacking, but like I, I recently wrote a blog post about this where this guy was texting me and he was just showing interest and like showing love. And I just was like, kind of like, dry and like dismissive and Mm-mm. I thought to myself I'm like why are you like that like this is a person that is showing you interest like and then I, I realized number one it was because those feelings weren't reciprocated reciprocated yeah so it's like then it was like okay so why do you have to why do you have to reciprocate like why do you have to feel that way you can treat him good just because you're not interested in him doesn't mean you have to treat him you know badly yeah. That oh. Yeah. That does. So I, that's something I'm still unpacking because it's not just with like dating. It's also with people I'm close to. And then when I think about my childhood, like I wasn't, we, I wasn't raised where we showed a lot of love, like verbally, like, oh, I love you. Have a good day. Oh. You know? So I think that affects us in our adult life. Sure. You know, being sure. able to express that to other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. I love that. That's that's absolutely true. And I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's like a cultural thing, but yeah, I've been there too where oh, yeah. if someone was, you know, interested and I wasn't, maybe I'd be shitty towards them. But why? Mm-hmm. Cuz when people do it to us it doesn't feel good, but then we do exactly. it turn around and do it to someone else cuz it makes us feel powerful. Someone wants something I have, but they can't get it. That, that thing they want might be me, but they can't get it. So I feel powerful, so I'm going to treat you like shit. That's a societal T- taught behavior unfortunately I've got something you want you want it so you kiss my ass to get it and I'm going to treat you like shit about it I think that's horrible to do and I, I've, like I said I've been there as well so I completely can relate to that um, now it, we'll talk so can self-awareness be toxic because can well here's the thing now let me ask this so self-awareness particularly if I am aware of myself, but then not willing to change, can it be toxic? For example, 
in, a, in an abusive relationship. I know I'm in an abusive relationship, and I might even know why, because I saw my mom in abusive relationships growing up. Not my mom, but just to give an example. But um, So now I'm in one, too, and this is okay for me. This is my self-awareness. Can that be, you know, or, or even like even um, remaining in a toxic work environment? My self-awareness tells me that for me personally, I have to have a title and make money, and I'm going to stay in this toxic work environment Although it's not healthy for me or a friendship or, you know, going to college, knowing that you're not interested in what you're studying, you know, can, can self-awareness be toxic? Yes. I think so. Yeah, my last, I, the first job that I had when I moved to Chicago, like, I hated it so much. I never <laughs> hated a job so much that, but the money was good, but yeah. it was like. I started to gain weight. I was stressed. I was taking it home with me. And I was just like, is this worth it? Like, mm. is your mental health worth sacrificing for money, you know, for status, like you said? So I ended up putting my notice in at that job before I even got another job secured. I've never done that in my life. But wow. I knew if I did not get out of that situation, that that job, like, it was not going to end well. You would have gone been postal. Lot, yeah, I would have gone crazy. Probably would have gotten fired at some point. I've never been fired from a job. So it's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want that on my record. But I had that awareness. Like, it's either you're going to snap and lose it one day or you need to get out of this situation now. Sure. Like, right now. Sure. That, that, think about how toxic it is. Like, just here in the city of Detroit where... We are aware of ourselves as African-American people in our society. We are self-aware that we are not treated well. And we are self-aware, a lot of us, that we don't have resources. But we then take it out on our own people because we now see something in ourselves. Society has me seeing myself, and then it it depicts me as something bad. So now, now... I'm going to take that thing that I hated myself because society has taught me to, and I'm going to turn that in. I'm going to look at Maria Renee. I'm going to look at Ram. I'm going to look at everybody. And the thing that I see in them that's consistent that I hate about myself, I'm going to murder them. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hurt them. I'm going to speak badly about them. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, we, we are taught to see, we're aware of who we are, but then we're taught that who we are is very bad. And so we take that and then turn it around and hate what we see in, the, in other people. Yeah. And yeah. So that. It's, and then you got like, or think about this. And I mean, if, if you guys disagree, please let me know because I'm trying to, I'm looking at this because this is my, this is my thought process about it. And I want to have this discourse, but what about the hair? You know, our, our self-awareness could dictate that, okay, we have this coiled hair, you know, it might be a little more coarse and thick, but we straighten it or we put on a wig or wear weaves to make ourselves look presentable to people who have told us that how our hair is naturally is not beautiful. You know, what about reverse racism? We get into positions of power and then we treat our own the way we were treated when we were in their positions at one point. Right. Um, so trying to destroy one another, not working together, but being that crabs in a barrel. Is that, I mean, does that hit home for you? What do you, I mean, this is really, you're the expert of this, right? What do you think about those? Well, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. But I love when women wear their natural hair. Me too. Especially black, especially when it's like curly and big. Like I, I love that. Live for that. I Shout live out for to that. Dr. Rose. I, 
I um I cut my hair off. And you would not believe like the brothers were so they loved it. But our our went our sisters, woo, you should seen the looks. They didn't like it. Oh my god, no. Why? No. That's so weird. I don't I don't know. It's like half of us are on the bandwagon of natural, then the other half is like, Oh, you can't catch me without Malaysian or Remy Red. Remy or you know. <laughs> uh yes, it's a preference, absolutely. But I'm so upset that our young girls, like my godchildren for one, my goddaughter, Christine, does not wear her natural hair. You can't pay her to step one foot out without weaving her hair. And it's so disappointing. I hate it. Um, but we have conditioned our, our girls to feel like if they don't have weave down their back, then they're not beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think the media plays a big part of that as yes. well. Like social media, you know, yes. television, what we see, the Kardashians, yep. you know, all of that. Like the, these images of beauty that we see... I think that it it misleads us. We're beautiful too. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're our own type of beautiful. You know, we don't we may not have naturally straight hair, but there's nothing wrong with that kinky hair. Absolutely nothing wrong. Like now, I've refused to put heat, and I wasn't doing perms anyway. But I don't. I haven't had any heat in my hair, and I'm not going to have heat in my hair. So I now, if I decide to switch it up, it'll be a wig or. A quick weave, but it's only gonna be in for a particular event if needed, and then after that, it's back to my my natural hair, and, and it's growing really so wig. it's growing so nice, hair. yes, and it's moisturized and it's it's full of life, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, but now I feel the most beautiful with my natural hair. Yeah, because it's your crown, it's your authentic crown, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I, I love that, and it. Why do we, and I think that do we understand that the celebrities that we talked about just moments ago that I don't know that they necessarily understand their responsibility in adding to this. No, don't they know, don't. You of know, or, or because and not and I'm not talking about the white celebrities or the Kardashian celebrities, although they're brown, but their hair is still straight. Um, I'm talking about the African American celebrities. Who the housewives and them, yeah, them. the parties and the Nikki's. Yeah. I would even say Kerry Washington, who is great, by the way. Kerry Washington is amazing. Um, Viola Davis, all of them, because at some point or another, they have all done stuff to fit into something that's not natural to us as brown people. Mm-hmm. Whereas we are, we have the coarse hair, the more coiled hair, whatever it is, but that's okay. But like Nene who looks like a Muppet now, got her nose fixed. I don't understand what that is. I don't understand why that's attractive. She doesn't look normal. Like it, mo- like that guy Dwight does on there too. Like these people are getting these plastic surgeries and they look worse than before the surgery. I don't understand. I remember an era where it was non-existent. I do remember so when common uh, the Holly Berries and the Janet Jacksons were just plain jeans and wore the, the high-waisted jeans and the crop tops and... You know, we had the bag, the TLCs. And, I watch those '90s videos yeah. now and just living single. Girls when don't they look were... like this anymore. Right, right. <laughs> like no. what it's the heck? Crazy, yes. Yeah, they crazy. barely it's had so makeup crazy. on. Like yeah. what? And we're still beautiful. Mm-hmm. I that's will... that's the thing. Yeah. They had then, and mind you, they had breasts and they had booties. It was just covered up in baggy jeans. Yeah, yeah. And they were still beautiful. Yeah, and 
Oh, another one, Beyonce. So how can we hold these people accountable? Because I guess Well, Beyonce hair is real now. That's all hers. That is it? They just yeah. put a video of her. Like I just saw a video on her hair Instagram. long as heck. Yeah. Her, her, her hair. Her hair is... Oh, she's annoyed by her mom. mom. That's <laughs> yeah, really yeah. annoying. <laughs> I was like, but that was all her yeah. hair. I was like, I, you never know because we don't you see. You can't tell now because you know, her hair is the length she of. She always lead, got a so. wig. She's up on stage yeah. swinging around. Yeah, that's great. I'd love that. Yeah, Cash Out got long, pretty hair. Does oh she? yep, she yes. does. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not familiar it's with this. Like damn near to her boot to her behind. Is it? Yeah, her real natural hair. Yes. But for some reason, they just pick the weaves and the and I don't know. Maybe it's because it's convenient for the stage. I'm thinking. Yeah, because if you or know, to lengthen it to you know, because it needs to have that maybe the volume, yeah, the, the body accentuated yeah. for the it, theatrics of it off when they're swinging it around mm-hmm. when the fans. And are then on. of course we know that our hair when it when it is straightened, not when Taraji cut hers, I thought she was absolutely beautiful. She cut her hair recently. She had her hair cut like last year. Do you remember oh, last? Okay. I got to pull the picture up. She, I mean, I was like, okay. It looked absolutely beautiful on her. Like, it was gorgeous. Mm. So, I mean, is it bad that we don't... I mean, is it bad that we want to have our hair straight? Because, I mean, honestly, the archetype of what is beautiful is based on a Caucasian, European, Eurocentric look. Is it bad that that's what our archetype is? Or is it bad that some of us like our hair to be natural? Some of us like it to be straightened? Because straightened is not natural. It might be unpermed. But oh yeah, that's dope. That's I love beautiful. that. That is beautiful. I like the color too. I love that color. It's very vibrant. Mm-hmm. Come on, Taraji. Come yeah. on. She did that. She did. Mm-hmm. But is it bad? Like I, I can't really. I can't speak for women. I won't speak for women. But I used to have. I used to have hair. Mm-hmm. I you had did. Afro. Ooh. I had braids. Locks. I had yeah. braids. I've straightened my hair. Mm-hmm. I'll say for me, like for me, the straight hair it was easier to maintain. It was easier to comb. You know, if it was straightened, if it was blow dried out, it was just easier to get through. It was, and I'm tender headed, so it wasn't me too. It wasn't oh painful. God. Like picking my hair was like, oh, this is this is gonna hurt. But if it got straightened, it's like, okay, I can just run a comb through this. And then when I got locks, I loved, I loved my locks. But it was time for them to go. Yeah, change is good. Yeah. Change, change is, good. is good. That's how I met. That's when I met you when you had your locks, and you had them for a very long time. I did seven, seven years. We're so versatile, though, as a people. Yeah, yeah. That I think, you know, we often get caught up in all the hype, even though we create it. Our culture is so copied. Mm-hmm. So copied. It is. So, okay, so, Maria Renee, you are reading, well, what's the name of the book you are actually reading right now? Because it's a great book, and it was. It kind of ties in, it definitely ties into what we're talking about today, which is self-awareness and being really aware of who you are and your place in society and how you are to think of yourself. but Yeah, so I came across this jewel. Um, it's called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. Okay, S-I-N-C-E-R-O. And I came across this because I'm enjoying the book. Um, and she was talking about my subconscious made me do it. So it it says, one, our subconscious mind contains the blueprint of our lives. It's running the show based on the unfiltered information it gathered when we were kids, Mm -hmm. otherwise known as our beliefs. Mm -hmm. Number two, 
we are for the most part completely oblivious to these subconscious beliefs that run our lives. Number three, when our conscious minds finally develop and show up for work, no matter how big and smart and how high fruition they grow to be, they're still being controlled by the beliefs we're carrying around in our subconscious minds. Mm -hmm. Our conscious mind thinks it's in control, but it isn't. Our subconscious mind doesn't think about anything, but it is in control. Hmm. That is deep. I know. So the subconscious mind is where a lot of our beliefs are. Our characteristics, our, our, our beliefs. Who we are. Our what self-awareness. Yes. That's, what's our, that's where our self-awareness is. Yes. Based on the beliefs we've developed in our subconscious from mm-hmm. our childhood or what have you. Mm-hmm. Our rearing. Wow. Okay. That's the, so in that author, as you said, her name is Jen Censoro. Yeah. So that was the book, You Are a Badass, a little excerpt, if you will, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. So that would definitely start with examining some internal things mm-hmm. and um, like Ray talked about earlier, deconstructing some of the negative things, some of the toxic things, some of your behaviors. Which or is beliefs. hard. It is very hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard looking at ourselves in the mirror. It isn't it? It's very difficult. For me to look at my, like, even just hearing my voice on a podcast when we first started, I hated, like, okay, I was an extra on 8 Mile because it was shot here in Detroit. I was an extra. I never watched the movie because I didn't want to see myself on camera. <laughs> um, I did not, uh, I didn't want to hear myself on the podcast initially because I'm like, I don't want to hear my voice. I am sound too this, sound too that. I'm like, you know, but even those little things, I'm like, I don't sound like what this white man sounds like on TV. I look at every morning, so I don't want to hear it because I might not. Or I don't look like that, so I don't want to see myself on camera. Those are bad things that need to be deconstructed for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's very important. My belief was, as a brown person, I'm not as attractive because I'm not fair-skinned or I'm not white. That was my toxic self-awareness that I had. I had a toxic self-awareness about myself. Mm. And that's really bad. I thought that, you know, um, I thought a lot of negative things about myself. In spite of all the attention I got, you know, when I became of age and, you know, hair started growing in funny places and I became attracted to people or, and people became attracted to me. I'm getting all this attention, but still, it's like, I'm not good enough. My self-awareness told me because society says I'm not good enough, I'm not good. So, that was a challenge and that's something we have to deconstruct. Um, Ray, I'd like to talk more about your blog because, you know, and you can kind of tell us about the blog in general but then I'd really, really like to go through each of your titles. Um, well, seven of the titles that were more, you know, you had a Black History Month one. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the titles that you've come up with, they're very, very provocative. I love them. Um, and if you could just tell us a little bit about the blog itself. And then let's, I want to take you through all your titles and you could give us some insight to what you were thinking and what it's really about. So t- tell us about the blog, and then you know we'll go into your titles. So I started the blog in January of this year, mm-hmm. RayLaVie.com. Just like Say La Vie, but Ray. Okay. R-A-Y-L-A-V-I-E.com. Yep. Um, the blog is really dedicated to self-discovery, self-awareness, self-realization. So me having those moments where I discover something about myself, you know, a behavior or a thought. Or something, you know, an action. Whether it's somebody that called me out on it or it's just something that just hit me. Um, and then writing about it. 
and sharing that with other people. So it's it's a lot of vulnerability. Which is therapeutic for others. I will tell yes. you Yes, I can't afford a therapist. If you can afford a therapist, especially if you are a black male, get a yeah. therapist. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I would, so I'm my, I, I would say I'm my own therapist. Yeah. I read, you know, I read, I unpack these behaviors and thoughts and actions mm-hmm. about myself. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the blog is dedicated to. You know, ha- those questions that I ask myself and sharing that with other people so they they can self-reflect as well and, and share how they feel or, or things that they go through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I love that. Because I, uh, I didn't know he had started a blog initially, but then I came into the knowledge of it. I started reading through it, and I actually really enjoyed um, what I read. Um, but this is not, I, want, I want you to tell us about it. I'm not going to get into my thoughts and everything. But so, number one, no meat, no. Or it was actually, no meat, no problem. What is that? Tell us about that one. So I became a pescatarian in November 2017. Okay. Um, and I only went pescatarian. I was trying to go vegan. Like I really wanted to go vegan. That's a whole nother. That <laughs> plant based, I'll say, because vegan is a more of a lifestyle. Yes. Change where plant. I learned that recently. Diet. Yes. <laughs> so. I like that month of November. I had watched the documentary, um, "What the Health," and then yes. "Vegetated." I really enjoyed "Vegetated." If you guys have not seen that, I've not seen "Vegetated." What the Health was kind of preachy, and it was like you know, it did expose me to a lot of knowledge I didn't have yes, about all the, like the cancer and institute and heart health. And, and it's so interesting the yes. conspiracy theories they have. Yeah. Um, but after watching "Vegetated," I was like, I can't eat meat. Anymore, and it was like Halloween that I watched that, and I was at work. I was like, I can't, I can't eat meat. Like, I, I gotta go vegan. So, like, every day, I was eating Thai food. Like in November, like I was eating Thai food like six times a week because that was the I only thing that I could find was that was like filling. But then my best friend was like, that has most Asian dishes have fish sauce in it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not really vegan. Like I'm technically pescatarian. So I just stuck with pescatarian. So you stumbled on top of it. Yeah. And it was like, (laughs) my goal was to transition to be plant-based. And then I was just trying to do, have days where I just eat all plant-based meals and no, you know, no animal flesh. Um, So the title just came to me like, no meat, no problem. If I don't have to eat meat, not a problem because I have all these other options. And I think we, sometimes people have meatless meals they don't even realize it. Yeah. For me, like breakfast is a big meal. I mean, egg, I still eat eggs. That's like what I eat every day. But like if you have eggs and pancakes and fruit, there's no meat in that in that breakfast. And a lot of people may not realize that that say, "Oh, I can't I can't live without meat." It's like you ha- probably have and you just don't haven't realize realized it. it. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And when you because I went, and again, I just learned recently, I'm not allowed to call myself a vegan because I don't subscribe to all the lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, principles. But I do um, I do eat mostly plant-based. Now, I will still have some chicken every now and again. But if I, most of my, what I call cheat days are with seafood. I enjoy seafood a lot. But then after watching What the Health and learning about the mercury that contributes mm-hmm. to, you know... Um, you know, uh, Alzheimer's dementia. I'm like, oh, shit. But so I don't eat it as much. I eat mostly plant based. And um, actually, uh, Ray and I have a mutual friend, Paolo, and I learned about vegan eating from Paolo mostly. Then I did my own research here more recently to learn about it. 
Um, but it, it is different. But I also have meat substitute because Beyond Burger and Impossible Meat is amazing. It's good. And it's people so are always, good. what is that? What is that? It's like, and they're so, it's not dead animal flesh. That's what it's it. not what it is. <laughs> it's not dead animal flesh. It's all you there, need but to it's know. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. And it's so good. Like, yeah, and, and it's, it's really stock, good. I bought stock and Beyond Meat. It's been doing so well for me. Yeah, and think about how you, if you think about how you feel, a lot of people, especially lately, have been asking me, how do you feel like since I stopped eating meat? And I've been, doing it for so long now but when i stopped i felt great yeah like you know i'm after you have a meal i'm not sleepy and ready to lay down you feel energized, like, you feel energized. i rarely get i don't get sick nearly as much as i used to since i cut out meat and like people don't people don't realize that like a lot of meat take it takes your body like three to five days to like digest yes i don't want anything sitting inside of me that long yeah, mm. like plants, you'll digest those really quickly. But meat, like it takes a lot longer to digest. Yeah, yeah, and and then I mean, talking about you know that colonic. Some people think that's disgusting, but it's important to get those. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, but yeah, I think that's I'm right on board with you. Um, like I said, I did have I did have a filet mignon for Fourth of July. I did. That was my cheat day, and I just enjoyed. I do like. I do like a good steak. I can't deny. I cannot deny that I do like a good steak, um, but I did feel really icky. My body did not like it. Mm-hmm. I felt sick. Um, when I eat uh, seafood, I'm good. But eating like any kind of pork or beef, my body just doesn't like. My body can take chicken and seafood, um, and I still stay away from chicken. Especially as I don't stay eat a lot of chicken, especially after watching What the Health. So. You know, I miss chicken. I, I, I know it was great because a good, um, a really good grilled chicken breast is that's juicy. It's so good, but you got to think about it. Why is this damn chicken breast so fat? Chickens aren't this big for real. This is a big ass chicken breast. So if this is the size of the breast. Imagine how big the chicken was, but it's been pumped full of hormones. So you know, the best way to eat is plant based. But a lot of people just don't want to make that change. I know Maria Renee. I, uh, took her to uh, Vegan Soul. Love it. She enjoyed it. I don't love know it, that she it, completely switched over her eating habits, but I'm trying. If I could cook like that, you know, and make I, it taste I'd that good, be vegan, yeah. But I, you know, I don't know anything about the, a fully plant based diet to just start going to the kitchen and start when, whipping I mean, up some stuff. Thirty years, yeah. yeah, thirty years of eating meat and growing up in a black household, barbecues and soul food. Like it's, it's not. Yes, a good that. rib. <laughs> A ri- yes, I used to listen. Beef or pork with all me, the sauce on I there. I loved my ribs. Yes, especially the real meaty ones that you just tear it up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I do miss meat. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> but I'm just thinking about. It. I'm over here just salivating. I'm hungry as hell. Okay, but anyway, so um, okay, how about the whisper? Okay, so that was actually inspired by this clip that I watched um, of Oprah. I watched this clip on YouTube of a bunch of different Oprah clips put together, like things, inspirational things that she said. Yeah. And she had this one where she talked about a whisper and how it's something that the universe is trying to tell you. Right. And then she's like, if you ignore it, it gets louder Mm. and it keeps getting louder. And then eventually it becomes a brick upside your head and you like, you have to, it's no longer a whisper. Now it's like, it's like a yell. So I started to have 
this whisper like about being in Michigan and that's what made me move to Chicago. I just was like, I, there's nothing here for me. Like I can't grow. I feel like I need to get out of this environment and just immerse myself in a new environment so that I can get to the next level. Sure. Sure. Being a human being, being a person professionally, personally. So I had a dream that blog post talks about how I had a dream um, about my grandmother and like, January or February of last year. Sure. And she was like, you only got like six months left in Michigan. She told me that. My grandmother is deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was shook from that. And I was like, okay. And then in March, I had the opportunity to apply for something in Chicago. I had a relationship from a previous role at my company that I kept, that I cultivated. And I had the opportunity to go out there and interview for it. And then April, I was moving. So it was, a, it was even ahead of schedule. That's yeah. six months, she and said. And tell them grandmas be, woo. They, listen, my grandma Ain't was 95. Connected? And my granny is 94. When she passed out, she is with me. Like, I she is it. talking to me all the time, whispering to me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I listen to it. I tap into that. I, I love that. Yes. Wow. That whisper concept... Um, because, and I often talk about on here because this is my most recent experiences, but you know, I've only lost jobs twice in my life. The first one was like, whatever I had, you know, I was, it was Starbucks. I was on some fuck boy shit. I was young. <laughs> it, it was what it was when I was younger, you know? Yeah, Starbucks. Uh, I had those jobs. Yeah. It was like, whatever. I was making $7 and 14 cents an hour and I did something real, really reckless. Oh, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. You told your age with that. That we was know like, he's that old. was two years ago. Anyway, um, and then the other one was Chrysler. And that was the one that was really the most transcendent for me because it was my my main income, a large income. So I always referenced that. But I did my undergrad degree in psychology at University of Michigan, and I did that because my plight in life, what's always been in my blood, is to help people. But I went back into the private sector to make money, automotive, make money. And it was something whispering to me a long time ago, you need to be helping your people. You need to be helping mm-hmm. your people. You need to be helping your people. But I'm focused on making this money, making this money, making mm-hmm. this money. And then the brick upside my head was, you're fired. There mm. it is. And so of that, you know, and I talked about it in episode zero a little bit, but part of that is why the podcast came out. Because I'm like, I need some therapy. I need some self-therapy because... You know, well, I had Medicaid when I have a job, Medicaid, baby, everything. But I had a therapist, but she wasn't strong enough to handle me as an African-American, and she's not a part of my community. doesn't understand me, her personally. Not that all therapists need to be part of my community, but she couldn't help me. And I really needed to give myself some self-soothing and some self-healing. So I brought this podcast out to educate, inform, and entertain people at the same time. To have even having this kind of a conversation about self-awareness and having introspection and understanding who you are and what things you think about yourself are bad and toxic and how you need to deconstruct that and get rid of it, that was my therapy to help my people so we can start building our own lives, building our own successes, and not have to work for people who don't understand us and don't really care for us in the first place. So that was my aha moment. That was my brick upside the head. You lost your job. So now... Instead of going to get my MBA, it's time to go back to get an MSW so I can become a licensed clinician. I can start mm-hmm. therapizing my people. Therapi- therapizing? Therapizing my people. I can never remember that word. 
So yes. So yeah, I understand a brick upside the head. You part. got that whisper. If you got that whisper, listen to it. Absolutely. It's, it's always in the back of your mind and you just kind of, you know, push it off, pull, push it away. Right, right. But you you hear it and it eventually will knock you upside it the will. head. So tap into it as soon as you as soon as you hear it, as soon as it's in your heart. Right. I mean, that brick fell from the heavens. It hit me hard. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard brick. I said, "Wow, okay. All right." And it took a while, but I, you know, <laughs> um, and just by the way, as we go through these titles, these are Ray's blogs. And so um, I don't know if you like skipped around the episode or if you're listening consistently through, but if you just got to this point in the podcast, these are the titles of Ray's blogs. And you can find his blog at com. That's R-A-Y-L-A-V-I-E.com. Okay. So new awareness practice. So that was just something where I had. I had come across this situation um, about my moods, like how my moods change. And if me wanting to have this awareness around my moods and identifying, especially bad moods, specifically bad moods, mm-hmm. when I get in a bad mood. And I think being at work was what triggered it. Yeah. Like having a bad experience with a customer or something. Like why did that put you in a bad mood? Unpacking that. Was it you? Was it the situation? Like trying to figure out how can you prevent that from happening sure, sure. or what can you take away from that so that it doesn't happen again? And should it affect your mood at all? Is this going to matter in a day? Is it going to matter in a year? Is it going to matter in six months? Um, so that was just a new, new awareness practice that, that I started doing and it's beneficial because mm. whenever I'm in a bad mood and can't figure out why I'm like, okay, let's, let's talk about this, but turn the radio down. Like what's going on? What let's backtrack what's happened today on the way to work. Sometimes I'm in a bad mood. It's like, what happened? You, you had, the day hasn't even started yet. Right. Did you not get up. enough sleep? Right. Is that you what it is? And now there's traffic. <laughs> You're running late. Why are you running late? Because you, did you got up late? Were you, did you get up late? Were you dilly dallying when did you should have been up late? Damn, yeah. So fault. it's really just unpacking that, you know, those moods and trying to figure out where they come from. Sometimes my, my mood and my bag could tell you, for sure, like my, I have sometimes I get mood swings, and I appreciate my friends and the people that call me out on it because he will call me out, and so now I have to have that awareness. Like, what, what's going on? Let's let's I'm, let's talk about I'm, it. <laughs> I'm so glad you said this because we're me and Pooh are are having issues right now, and <sighs> <laughs> I need to. Yep, take I a do. step back. I do. Look at it. Cause yeah. I'm a Leo, and when that lion, feisty, yeah, it's it's back Control up free. in a. Is that a fire sign? Yes, it is. Okay, I'm Sagittarius. I think yeah. I'm a, are we fire signs? We You're are fire signs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm rare. <laughs> <laughs> and we shoot, we shoot niggas left and right with air bows and arrows and stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I like that. My bow and arrows. Usually words or my attitude. So I'm yeah, like, mine too. You got to reel this in. This is not. Yes. This is not healthy. Oh like, yeah. What? Yeah. It go down. Yeah. yeah. My yep. my words are daggers too, but I usually have a very good reason for what I say. Whenever my words, I don't want my words to hurt people. I want them to catalyze a change because if you're doing something that first of all is affecting me in a bad way, whether it's my employees at work, not filling out their time cards correctly and it makes my job which is a monster job um more difficult mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be mean to you, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You messed up. Yes. And I, I've already had a conversation with you about this. And honestly, I need you to make sure you get this right. Because I tell them, when, I, when you guys go home, I'm still here doing payroll because I have to get it done every single day at 100% rate. So if you go home and I'm still trying to decipher and figure out what you're writing down, it makes me very frustrated. I'm just very candid about it. You know, I'm 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 not mean, but I'm very direct. So people take my directness as mean, but that's those are my those are my arrows. I'm just very direct when somebody is just doing something. You know, like I had a guest that was late today, <laughs> not you, but a guest that was late today. And while it wasn't an audible conversation, I had I was my text message was on fire. I explained to him Ooh, all the things that he's mm. creating, all the problems he is creating for me because he was late. And he had, I sent him a screenshot of the appointment he accepted in a calendar saying he'd be here at a certain time. I let him know that because you're late, my next guest is going to be late and then he might have to leave early, which could affect my recording. I have a meeting I have to get to at this time that you're affecting. All these things happening. Then he sent me a picture of traffic that he's in. I'm saying, but you didn't leave in time because you could have got here through traffic. So that's my daggers, just being very direct with people and telling them how I feel. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I don't I, think I, that's bad. I don't think I, so. I prefer directness i think you can still be direct with people and be compassionate sure um and to relate it to how you were just talking about the time card thing one thing i hate is like i hate being reprimanded especially at work yeah but i also take a step back like recently i just i I didn't get in trouble but i was talked to about my performance and it wasn't a bad discussion but nobody likes it's to have a coach those, it's, it's a, a growth coaching yeah it's a difficult conversation it's uncomfortable for, sh- Absolutely. for sure but i had to step back and say okay why are you upset about this nothing he did nothing your boss said to you was wrong nothing was disrespectful it was compassionate and you just don't like you know being, being reprimanded or being coached or being you know so i had to step back and say it's not nothing is wrong here this it's actually beneficial that he came to you now so that it doesn't become, become a problem. a huge issue. Exactly. So which is amazing. I think sometimes we just have to step back. We, I tend to have a problem with authority and work environments just because I, I know what my job is and I take pride in whatever I'm doing and I have integrity. But I don't like to be, you know, I don't like to be reprimanded or coached. Don't it's tell like, me nothing. Yeah, but I, I also have that awareness to say, okay, it's not... They did nothing wrong. It's just something you don't like, but you need to build a bridge see what and get the bigger, over it. Yeah, right? <laughs> get over it and see what the bigger picture picture is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I same thing with me. Like I will growth coach my because I mean my direct conversation is I I do growth coach my people, but I'm just very direct. So it comes off like I'm a harsh old man, but I'm I'm not. I just, and I they I believe that all of my people know I love them very much. Even in a professional environment, I still I love you guys. You guys are doing a great job. I appreciate it. And I just have a basic love for just humans in general. And I know love doesn't have a place in the workplace, so people no, say, can. but it does. I love my people. They're great. They, I see them every day. You go to love the people that you work with. And uh, But my boss, you know, he came down on me recently because, you know, my job, like I said, payroll is a beast. And I had to have some self-awareness, too, because I'm like, okay, why are you frustrated at him for doing this because in my mind well he's rarely here i'm busting my ass you know and and then he comes out on me for this little petty thing like i'm not doing my job but i had to realize i'm still scarred for what happened to me at that company that i lost my job at and he's just doing what he feels he needs to do as a boss 
and he's not threatening my job. I don't feel insecure about my job or anything. So you know what? You just sit back, chill out. You good. You know, just mm-hmm. same with you. Because I mean, I I prefer to be the authority than have the authority over me. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. that guy too. But I guess it could be a Sagittarius thing. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> we're, I think we're just natural born leaders, and I don't I don't want to manage people. That's my. I just want to be responsible for me. individual contributor. Yeah. Yeah. But I also I just I don't know. With authority, it's just like. Don't don't tell me what to do. Even though yes, your job like don't tell me. Dad, don't tell me. <laughs> Just don't tell. Don't tell me. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> um, how about new growth and old soul? Okay, old soil. Oh, growth, I'm sorry. Soil. soil. It's, okay. it's soil. My bad. I'm, I have it written here clearly. So that is. Um, I basically wanted to highlight when you how you can grow in an environment that you've been in whether it's an environment or a relationship. And it was for this post, it was specifically relationships. Cause I think we have friendships or people that are in relationships. You, I think we categorize people like sure. that we've known for so long, you know, like you've known me for a long time. So you might have this perception of me that, and it might, it might stick. Like right, I've right. known Ray for 10 years. He's this way. He's that way. But what about my ability to change? to change outside of our friendship, to change in the friendship. Absolutely. So it, that new growth in old soil. So this is an old, you know, old relationship that we have, an old friendship. Sure. But are you giving me that space to grow Absolutely. and to change? You know, maybe I was a terrible person when you met me. Maybe I was a bitch. Just like <laughs> remind <likely>. me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I tell now, you all the time. <laughs> yeah. But like, I I get that. I do get that a lot. I've gotten that a lot. For, but it's like me changing myself and then you giving me giving me that space and that ability sure. to say okay i see ray making an effort to change here like he's not the same person that he was three years ago or mm-hmm. five years mm-hmm. ago so that's what that title was inspired by see and as i read through all of these like i could i was sitting there like hell yeah that's me like people i may have been a particular way in the past maybe mm-hmm. i was a little more promiscuous in the past or maybe i was you know a big time asshole in the past whatever it might be but people are still holding you under arrest for what you were Mm -hmm. and they don't see the growth and those are the people that typically get left behind with me because i give people room to grow i know if i haven't talked to a person for a long time i assume they've got some growth because honestly i don't want anybody in my life to stagnate number one and just stand where they were Mm -hmm. and just cool with that current status quo i want somebody who's going to challenge the status quo and move forward and be bigger and better that's what I like to see. And especially people who are around me and in my life, that's what I love to hear and see. And so I assume people have changed, but when I realize they haven't, then it makes me feel like, okay, maybe you are not the person that should be in my world right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want people to change. I want to see growth. I want to see people try to do better for themselves. But if you just stuck with, you know, we, shit, we were working at, you know, McDonald's when we were 19, you still there? Did you at least become a manager mm-hmm. or an owner? Right, at least a, a some position there. Nothing wrong with McDonald's, but if you're still the fry cook, ten years later, I mean, you max out maybe at like I don't know, fifteen. I don't know, but you're still there, right? You don't have a vision for yourself. You could be doing something that's helping somebody else. So, and I'm not again. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a good job. If that's where you are, that's where you are. But what are you doing to get better for yourself? Because you can't feed your family or really sustain your life necessarily on that kind of salary. Um, how about perspective? So perspective was inspired in part by really by a quote 
uh, from Maya Angelou. I'm going to read the quote. I love this quote. I found it years ago. Can you do the Maya Angelou um, voice? I, I don't think I can. I'm not a good actor. <laughs> okay, I'll try. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so the quote is, what you're supposed to do when you don't like a thing is change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Don't complain. Wow. So that is where that title perspective came from, changing your perspective. So this one, this one also was related to something that happened at work. And it was like, I know it's not something I can change immediately, but I can give the feedback so that it can change. But it was like, don't complain about it. You, can't, you may not be able to change this right now, but you can change your perspective. Yeah. You know, how, how can you work around whatever the issue is to be better? So yeah. that's, where that, um, that's where that perspective title came from, just changing your perspective about whatever situations in life that you, you cannot change. Mm. And if you can change it, change it. Yeah. That's a word. I love that. I absolutely Maya love Angelou that. Was Why ain't you knew about this blog? Where I been at? <sighs> oh, Kinda cornbread upset. and caviar. You, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset now. Now you've been busy with poo butt. And um I it's kind of like me, and I can like I said relate to each of these. Moving out of my jointly owned condo back home for me was really rough. And I didn't like having to go back home. You know, I'm like, I have a condo. I should be able to live there, but I couldn't afford it because I didn't have the income at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but the perspective was, even Maria Renee said it to me one time, is that, well, be grateful you have a home to go back Ooh, home to. Yes. Mm-hmm. That changed my perspective mm-hmm. yes, instantly. Because I'm like, well, shit, I don't, if I everybody didn't. Everybody can't go back home. Everybody huh? can't go back home. Where would I be if I didn't have a pl- my mom's home to go back to? Mm-hmm. Where would I be? Um, so that was deep. See, and, and that's why I love Ray's blog, folks, because it's so relatable. We can all relate to this. You um, just made me think of a quote when you just told that story, mm-hmm. how changing your perspective. Um, this quote is from Wisdom of Sundays, which uh-huh. is Oprah's, uh, it's like a book of Oprah's best interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the, here's the quote. Suffering comes from expectation. Trade your expectation for appreciation. And this is a Tony Robbins quote. Wow. wow. After that, like, I took the trade your expectation for appreciation, and that yes. really changed a lot of the ways that I looked at things. It's like, okay, you were expecting this to happen, but what appreciation can you take? Get, get rid of that expectation, because expectation, I think, gives us the illusion that we're in control right. of everything, and right. I don't think we can really, we can't control everything. There's... Really, all we can control is our reaction. That's right. That happened. So the stimulus and the response. Well, yeah. How do you respond to the stimulus? So what can you take away? What can you appreciate about whatever happened to you? Sure. You know, I moved to Chicago, and like I, this new job that I have, I took a. I'm making so much less money than I made living in Michigan, and I'm living in a more expensive city. So I try not that that drives me crazy. But I'm like, yeah, think about the growth that you've had yeah. since you left to move to Chicago, like the mental, the mental growth that I've had, the personal growth just in general, like I'm a better person for pushing myself away from family and friends. Like I don't, I don't really have anybody out in Chicago. I have a roommate, um, but like, I don't have any, I don't have family or people there that I can just 
go, you know, like it's my best friend, you. be like, hey, I'm on my way over with a bottle of wine. It's just me. So some, I have a lot of time to spend with my thoughts yeah. and actions. So I blog. think for me, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I started the blog. And it's like, okay, let's, let's talk about and unpack some of, this, some of these things that are going on in your life. And it's so good. Yeah. Thank you. It's so good. It's so good. It's good because I, on the other hand, had to see a therapist. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> and I, I am not. Re- let me tell you I'm, something. I don't regret. I can't wait to go back. But you, on the other hand, was like, okay, since I can't get a therapist, I'm finna look in the mirror and finna go boop, 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 boop. Yes, yep, I like, yeah. but I okay, so I'm gonna take this out. Right, right. I absolutely love that. So I'm gonna keep that. It's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you put, basically put yourself. Yes. I would call it through a colander. You mm-hmm. drained off the stuff that you didn't like and the stuff that you loved was still there. So that's good. You were a surgeon of self. I like that. I like that. The surgeon of self. Th- that could be your next surgeon title. Of self. Yeah, that's a good. I'm a, we gonna uh, <laughs> my next. We go. We go launch our titles. I'm gonna have a podcast <laughs> called Surgeon of Self, and then you launch yours. We'll launch it and we'll do some co-branding on that. I love that. I love that. Surgeon of self. Yes. That'd be amazing. What about unpacking the ugly? Oh. So that's the one I talked about. Earlier, how I had that... Um, Bitchy attitude towards a guy who liked you. Yes. yes. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that the guy who liked me is the current is current bae. Oh, I'm my God. Say that. So Look I really... You. It was just Look like... at you. I wow. was sitting on the train. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I was high. Um, when he <laughs> There's nothing me, wrong with being high. So let's, and let's, I was let's just like that clear. Like, nothing wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, it's illegal. I, I don't... Listen. So I was on a train headed downtown and he like texted me and I was just like... It hit, and I was like, Ray, what, what is this about? Let's talk about this. He was like, what? Leave this, me alone. This, this, <laughs> me having a conversation with myself on the train. Like, what is wrong? Like, this man is showing you love. He wants to spend time with you. He, like, is being vulnerable with you, and you just, like, you're shutting down. All like, let's we want. talk about this. Yes. So I literally opened my notes app, and I wrote this, I wrote this question in there. What is that ugliness that doesn't allow you to embrace the attention, love, or interest from others, especially when it's not reciprocated? Mm. So that is what inspired this blog That's post, deep. Unpacking That's the hell. Ugly, because it's an, it's an ugly trait that I have. And this is where I started to unpack it. And like I said, I think it goes back to just not knowing how to accept love, because it, and and. My household, we showed love differently. It wasn't like, good morning, love you, have a good day. And I didn't know that it was different layers of love. Like, my family that was, um, like, I'm so affectionate, Mm -hmm. but I'm only affectionate to if I really like or care about, you know. I'm overly. And I'm not not an affectionate person. She barely gives me hugs. Who but is like, excuse you? Girl, give me 50 (laughs) feet. Come on, you... It's too much right now. You is all. And I, my feelings just be so hurt because it's like, bro, man, you don't understand. It's only because I care. If I do not care, I'm not even going to be nowhere But you barely near give your... me a hug and a kiss. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> See, Would you, you tell get... him that he blessed? He's Would you good. tell but him? No, that's not good because that means you don't care about me. That's what that means. That's no, what I'm taking from no, that. No, 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 no. That's what I'm I, taking. I'm joking. Oh, we, just, we do give hugs and kisses. But I get it. He, it is a blessing. And some people's like, you know, that are raised with the, you know, the one arm or. The one arm side. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I love you too. It's mm. very. I want a full on frontal hug me. Yes. You know, I want because I'm, I'm affectionate too. But it wasn't. And they think it's totally normal. They're like, um, excuse you. We're the, fine. 
Right, like no, yeah. there's nothing wrong with those. Don't press your front against my front, hugging me. Yeah, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, but my family wasn't like that either. My, I, I tell my mom I love her now. I make her give me huggies and kisses. That's just who I am. I am an affectionate person. I hug my friends. Uh, you know, and sometimes I give hugs and kisses. Mm-hmm. I mean, just how I feel. I, I'm, I am outwardly expressive with my people because I love my friends. I love all of you guys. So it's something that I like to. Sh- that's the way I show my friends. It's a, uh, I just give huggies and kisses. That's what I do. So. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But we, but at the same time, like, sometimes we, like you said, we get the attention that we desire, but then we shun it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is ugly. I know that for me, like right now, because I am working through still having a seven-year-long relationship, and although I ended in August 2017, I still have to, I still have to deal with that because sometimes I long for my old life. Even if my old life wasn't healthy for me, I still long for it. I long for, you know, living together and I long for having that one person, um, you know, and he and I are still pretty relatively close and I love him very much, you know, but I also know that we're not supposed to be in a relationship, but at the same time, I long for that because it was always me and him and you know we had this life and we built this wonderful life made all this money but then <clears throat> it started to crumble i lost my job but even before that the relationship started fucking up you know it's a lot of stuff but it was heavy on me this morning and i made a post on facebook about it like you know it's a rough <clears throat> i feel kind of raw on the inside today because i'm thinking about that and mm-hmm. you know thinking about that and i'm like damn what what is it that you know why am i feeling like this but then i also know that i can't completely open up to a new person until I'm completely healed from that. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? As long as yeah. you know. Yeah. As long as you know. Because like a lot of people you... will go ahead and start it old. Mm-hmm. And they still carrying. They don't. Yeah. Carrying all that baggage and luggage into the new relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Like here's all my problems. Like, yeah. And I'm going to mm-hmm. affect you negatively with them. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not me. I'm going to be open and upfront with you about it. This is what I need. This is what I don't need. Can you handle that? Because if not, then okay. I understand. But I want to tell you who I am at the front. At the forefront. This is what. I'm dealing with. So in my case, it's more of a, I know I need to heal thing. In your case, I'm not sure. I just, you maybe needed to heal too, and that's maybe why you are behaving that way. Mm-hmm. So Everyone knows I needed healing. And then I think that this is so appropriate after you went from unpacking the ugly, and now this is your new bay. Now you have an undeserved love, which is the title of your latest my post. most recent post, and it's same thing. It's about, it's about him and just how I was feeling kind of undeserving of mm. Come on, speak on know, that. what he has to offer. But also, I believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, like I said, we did not, um, we did not talk before I moved to Chicago. So I didn't talk to him in probably 15, at least 15 years. And then suddenly I move and we reconnect. And the whole, re- you know, the whole thing with me moving to Chicago, the whisper, like, for me, all of this is like, Orchestrated. Yeah, this is this is supposed to happen. So just recognizing that, you know, he has something to offer me that I maybe I'm not fully ready to receive right now, but I'm getting there. I'm open open to to it. it. Absolutely. And taking it slow and talking about whatever I feel. Um and we like I think we have really good conversations and he is so communicative. And I appreciate that. Like yeah, because you don't have me, to he'll call wonder. Me out of my shit, number one. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to wonder. Like he'll call me out. He'll ask me a question, and I'm 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 an open book. Like he asked me something the other day. He saw a name in my phone. I was texting someone when we were together, 
and he saw me texting. It was a girl. Saw me texting her at night. He thought it was a guy. And also the next morning, and so he asked me who that was. And I was like, well, it's a girl, first of all, that you saw. Um, but no, I think what you want to ask me is if I'm talking to anybody else. Or I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not interested in anybody else. I'm not talking to anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's just you. So don't wonder. And I'm like, you, he... He was like, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. And I'm like, you can ask me. Like, that's not an offensive question. Right. If you add and how you say you're a direct person, I'm very direct as well. And I think yes, that's you why are. sometimes people be like, you're a, you're a bitch. But it's like, you asked, you asked me this question. Like, you asked me if I was talking to somebody else. It's not none of your business, technically. But you asked, so I'm going to be honest with you. And they want to and tell you. If, yeah, if, if the answer was yes, I would still tell you. Like, yeah, you know, we're not, we're not official. We're not, that's, like, I think we have to stop attacking people when we, like, ask them a question that we probably don't want to know the answer to. Right. But we're just, you know, I don't know, fishing or looking for reasons to be mad. But I told him, I'm like, I don't mind answering this question. Like, it's, no, it's not your business. But yeah, I'm, I'm serious about you know, where this is headed, and I think you are too, so. And it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful wedding. I'm excited. That yes, Maria <laughs> Renee will be happy to plan for you. Yes. Oh, you're a wedding planner? Yes. Yes, she okay. is. An event planner, but weddings, that's okay. part of event that. Um, I think, I love what you said. I, just, I think that's so powerful. Just being aware of yourself and being able to say, because one of the things that I was always afraid, again, it comes back, stems back to me being aware of, me feeling like I'm not good enough. And so oftentimes I would have a person I was dating, I would put them on a pedestal. And this happened in my relationship. Put them on a pedestal and allow things to happen or allow things not to happen that I needed. And I wouldn't question it because I was so afraid to lose the person and I, at, the, at the risk of losing myself. And that's something I can't do anymore. And I'm aware of that now. I'm aware now that I will never accept something from anybody that... Or, or or not get from somebody what I need in order just to, just to keep them around. If I have a question, if I have an inquiry, if you're not doing something, I'm going to let you know right up front or right away. I'm going to nip it in the butt immediately. I'm going to tell you that day and that very second that it happened, like two, three seconds afterwards after I have a second to think about it. You know, when you just did that, this is what that made me feel like. And I expect people to come back to me and do the same thing. Now I might be an ogre about it initially because that's just my nature. But I will take it. I will say, you know what? Okay, I hear you. Great. Whether it's a friendship, whether it's a, a, a intimate dealing, whatever the case is, you, that communication is so very important. Crucial. It's so crucial. Absolutely. Right. And we don't like to communicate. And that's another thing. We like to sweep things under the rug, but we have to be open, introspect, and be aware of self enough to come out and say, this is how this made me feel. Imagine how many less of us we'd have in jail, perhaps, mm-hmm. if we were able to do that. You know, how could we have our stronger African-American neighborhoods that are mostly African-American? We could build a stronger neighborhood if we all just become self-aware and realize, you know, I want to, I'm the kind of person I want to hurt my brother. I want to steal from him. I want to kill him. I want to do with all the things that we do to one another. If we are aware that we want to do those things to one another and why, then maybe we'd be able to get further and farther and better. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, so that's just my little take. So I'm going to bounce it over to, first of all, thank you for giving us those. I love each and every one of your blogs. And I want to publicly thank Ray because um, Ray 
I would like to say, from my perspective, he may or may not agree. Not my issue. But um, I think that he and I help to keep each other accountable. When we do talk, you know, sometimes he'll give me some feedback about the podcast, which I really appreciate. Or, you know, maybe one day I'm like, Ray, I was looking for your post. Where is it? He's like, oh, I didn't put one up, you know. And we, we, we do that for each other. We've always had that relationship because, like he said, he is a bitch. And... Um, I'm not I'm not a bitch but uh, we, we you know we can speak frankly with each other and that's a big part of why I appreciate this relationship I have with Ray so we do help keep each other accountable because putting out content original content for you all whether it's a podcast a blog a YouTube channel uh, or whatever it is it, it's, it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of openness because we have to get on here and talk to you we have to get on and type about ourselves and be very open with you and show a lot of ourselves and be very vulnerable. So sometimes, you know, that takes a lot. Sometimes life is busy. We we do work, you know, we don't get paid for these things and that's okay. We're doing it because we want to add some value to the lives of you. So helping keep having accountability buddies is, is great because you can have someone to say, hey, what you doing, bitch? You know, so I think that's... What you doing, baby? Uh, right. That's amazing. So thank you for that too, Ray. I really appreciate that. And thank you for being You're open with welcome. us in your wonderful blog um now i'm about to to my sister here um she's going to talk about self-awareness and some steps to get you there yes let's get into these steps people okay because this is serious and i want you to open your ears and receive what is about to happen so step one ears are open define your core values what are the five most important things about you? And I, I don't want you being on the surface talking about something. Well, I'm honest and I'm nice. creative. <laughs> I have long hair. I got a banging body. Okay. You know. So super. I thought want one, but. That will go away. Yeah. The, <laughs> right. the core values are the net you can fall back on when you're trying uh event, when a, when a trying event occurs. So you got to, in this instance, you got to go a step further. Write a short personal mission, a mission statement with your top five core values. Like that. That's gonna be deep. Yes. I don't. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Uh, mm. Yeah, that better be step one. Cause listen, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Right. That's a good question. Step two. Another great conversation starter. Keep a journal, which I have since I've been little. Mm-hmm. I have a journal. I don't really go back to read them because I'm just, ooh, I know they're going to just be a mirror. It puts a mirror in front of your face that you don't look at. How far you've come. Nope. Everybody keeps saying that, and I'm just like, nah. Mm -mm." So one of the most effective ways I have found to keep me on track is to write daily. In addition to other thoughts, I write down at least three items that went really well for me and the least one opportunity improvement. So... Go a step further with with the journals. Um, I find it... Okay, so when I write, I don't write to like... uh, It don't be an order. I literally just write. Whatever comes to my mind, I just write. So that's why I'm kind of more like scared to... Go back in. Which is okay because you can see your own chaos. And I, I'm I'm hit or miss with my journals. I got so many journals just laying around. People could open it up and read all my business, which is fine. Because I keep mine with me. I don't. I got two yeah, beautiful journals. I always get attracted to two of them. Yeah, well, if you ever lose it. You never it. know. I won't. I keep them in my bag because it's like oh. never know when I might need to pull 
my journal out and just write right quick. Because, oh, I didn't think about that. And see, the thing is, me getting journals is superficial because I'll, I'll get journals because they're pretty. They might have a string that I can tie them up with, or they might have a nice little flap with a button on it, or they might be this or zippy. You know, but then I'll write in it for a while, then I'll stop. But I will go back and read some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've also, you know, I think that a couple's journal is really do, dope, though. Like, having a couple's journal. Like, my ex, he wasn't really into it, so it's like, fine, okay. Um, but having a couple's journal where you guys, like, you might have an entry in there, and from the perspective of the relationship, and then your partner goes and reads it, and they might add something in there, or they might just randomly add something, and then you guys are communicating. Having that communication is important, so whatever ways you can communicate, whether it's through writing or talking, but I think the journal is a good way because it's something that creates a it creates a a, a historical reference of your relationship. Mm. But then it also lets you guys communicate if it's something that's complex complex for you to discuss. And you're like, I just don't know how to talk to him about it, so I'm going to write about it. Then he'll read it. Maybe he'll be able to come to me and have a better conversation, or she'll be able to come to me and have a better conversation, or he'll respond to there, and then we can kind of communicate there, not to replace. Face-to-face verbal communication, by the way. But I think a couple's journal is really deep. I like that. Me too. I love it, yeah. Uh, number three, engage in self-reflection. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. As I look at the events that uh, didn't quite go as well as I thought it could, how could I have turned it into a victory? Um, <laughs> a cut-off in traffic instead of engaging in a bout of road rage. Mm-hmm. Breathe and think about why this made you angry. Um, are you late for work? You just had a fight with your spouse. Is this the way you are about to handle this event congruent with your core values? So does it line up? This is something hmm. that Ray said earlier too. Like, why am I reacting like this with this person who's showing me all the things I want? Vulnerability, openness, love, care, compassion. My core value for myself is I want these things for some from somebody and I won't take anything less, but here I am having it, but it's not lining up with... So I have to check myself and un- oh, yeah. unpack the ugly. That was a good one. Right? So that's very important. And by the way, just so we are clear, so we don't, nobody thinks we're stealing. We did get a lot of these from a website called um, pickthebrain.com. It is a blog. So, you know, if you want to check these out, go to pickthebrain.com as we go through these. I don't want anybody to think we're plagiarizing. We have <laughs> all our sources available, but... These are amazing. So we uh, these to are my words and my words only. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's not affiliated with Cornbread and Caviar, so please don't sue us. Thank you. <laughs> Number four, write your own manifesto. Now, this is good. A That's manifesto great. is defined as a declaration of one's beliefs, opinions, motives, and intentions. It's simply a written statement that declares what is important to you. Incorporate your core values and your personal mission statement into your manifesto. Hmm. Okay. I love that. Number five, what are your habits? Most of us go through the day thinking we're making good conscious decisions when in reality our behaviors are roped from years of habits. What activities do you engage in when you first wake up? Uh, do you pray? Do you hit the snooze button? Do you get up right away? Do you drink a glass of water? Do you run your journal? The person who hits the snooze button and turns over for an extra half hour of sleep is very different from the person who engages in productive morning activities. So I'm the one... <clears throat> uh, yep, I hit that snooze button. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I work midnight, so I just do not like getting up during the day. I just can't stand it. Okay, that's different. But you're not being yeah. you're not being a lazy sloth. But I have to get up because I got I still got other work to do. Um, do your emotions number six? Do your emotions rule the day? Up, 
If you a Leo, yes, it do. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm so I've been so off for the past two, three weeks. I'm I mean, heart, sleeve, emotion, other arm. Yes, many of us allow our emotions to de- to um, decide the course of action we would take at any given moment, and that's so true. Yeah. When we react in a moment, we don't allow the time to consider another alternative or perhaps just not reacting at all. When an emotion such as anger pops up, just sit with it and see what happens. Yes. It may take five minutes or an hour, but the emotion will pass. Absolutely. Also, go for a walk or a jog. Um, help with an engaging in a decision. You That'll help when you know you need to make a decision that you can regret later. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Absolutely. I'd be quick to say another mother <laughs> word, and it's over with. Okay. <laughs> Number seven, keep engaging in self-awareness exercises. Make this a habit and strengthen your self-awareness muscles. Surround yourself with people who encourage. Come on, church. Let me say that one more time. People who encourage Sometimes your exploration into self-awareness activities. You have to have an accountable partner. People holding that mirror up to you. Say, yes. look at you. Yeah, this is what you just I have did. This is a who you are. few, and I count. I call. Matter of fact, T. Why you look over here when you said you got a few? Why you got to look at me? Because you probably he, one of them. He's one of them. He's one of them. T. Dot is one. You look over here. Uh, my niece Aisha, she's one. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Amaya would be one too. <laughs> she be letting me have it. My God, baby, don't play. She was letting her you have it right here on the podcast. How old is she? she she's 16. She'll oh, be okay. 16 next month. Was she on the show? Amaya was, yeah. She was giving her the business. She was. It's okay. She, she told James Brandon. Me, she okay. told James Brandon. She was talking and she's like, "Let me talk." She put her neck because James Brandon interrupted her. She said, "Let me talk." I was like, "Yes, that's my boo." I can't wait to get her back on the show. I need Tracy on here too, by the way. But we'll get to that. Number eight: Take care of yourself. Exercise Self-care. and proper nutrition. Yes, feed. cut your toenails. Feed your body and 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 keep yourself alert. When we feel our best, it's easier to be positive. Get colonics. They're very healthy. Yes. And the last and final one is number nine. Life is a journey, not a destination. I'm going to come back to that one more time. Life is a journey, not a destination. And I'll explain why. As you divide, I don't know that word, more into your own awareness, you will discover (laughs) your art dove. That's what it said. So let me go back. As <laughs> you, you delve, 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 delve okay. more into your own awareness, you will discover your authenticity and what is really important to you. Yes. Over time, you can evaluate your core values and where you are with your job, your relationship, etc., and adjust. I know today I am a different person than I was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Being able to let go of a lot of things in my life that don't fit anymore and getting my emotions and habits on track were instrumental in making substantial improvement in my little world. Okay? My little world. Yes. These were good. People, yes, one so. through nine, you need. It's no skipping. You can't <laughs> no skipping. do one and then don't, don't do three. You literally have to do one through nine. And I'm going to take this and keep this because... <sighs> I need to do all nine. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm already doing that. number two, but I for sure got to do and it. And I need to journal more so I can reflect and read back on stuff. Yes. Um, I love that. Thank you, Maria Renee. That was awesome. 
Was it? Yes, it was. Okay. And now it is time for our positive vibe. Yes. So make it good. It's gonna be very simple. It's gonna be very short. Oh. If you, because we've been talking about this, and you know, I had thought of another one, but I really like this that I'm about to say. It's just as simple as this: be really in tune with yourself, because if you're in tune with yourself, you can be in tune with your surrounding environment. Mm. If you are not in tune with yourself, everything that you hear, say, do. And C will be out of tune and off key. So make sure that you are in tune with self, that you might be in tune with your environment. Be in tune with your your brother and sister that's to your left and to your right. You know, approach them with love, kindness, and compassion. You know, um, make sure you are a helper. You know, don't hinder people, right? Make sure you are giving off good positivity, good energy, be in tune with yourself enough to know what's toxic. Like Ray talked about, unpack that ugly and get rid of it. Um, and then be able to connect with people because people are the only way you're going to be successful. You can't do it by yourself. That's so right. connect with people, be in tune with yourself, and you can be in tune with your surrounding environment. Because people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Hello. Yes. Love it. And there's my best friend often reminds me, People need people. Mm-hmm. Like, we need each other, y'all. So You're not talking about Brandon, are you? No, not Brandon. <laughs> I have two best friends. Bianca. Because Brandon, get Brandon gets on my Don't. nerves. <laughs> Don't come for him. Okay? On my last nerves. When you were just saying how be in tune with your environment. <laughs> like, no, I'm you, see how, you see how I backslide just no, that actually. quick? Um, just that quick. Make sure you Brandon listens to this so you can hear me say Brandon is on my nerve. I said it in one <laughs> minute, one hour and 36 uh, minutes. Yeah, N-E-R-B, my nerves. When you were just talking about being in tune with your environment and, you know, what's going on around you, I was, I was on the train like three months ago and I was crying. I was bawling. Mm. Why? Because I had just, Read about, um, I, honestly, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was another black, brown man that was gunned down by the police and mm. got off. Jesus. And I just, I was at my wits end. And like, I'm, I just looked at myself and I was like, I am a nonviolent black man. And if I have an encounter with the police, that I could potentially be killed. Yes. Yeah. So it's like these, like these, this situation scared me, but I also was hurting for all these families that have gone through this. But anyway, I say that because I was trying to stop crying because, you know, there were people around. And this lady sitting across from me kept looking at me. And I was like, you know, crying and like yeah, wiping my eyes. The ugly cry. And she like, she saw me. And I kept reading stuff on social media about it. And it was like, it, it kept coming. And she looked at me. She was like, are you okay? And that made me cry harder. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm okay so now, but if I Shout out it, to her. Yeah. Yeah. For being in tune with her environment and like recognizing, because I think it's easy for us to see people have Somebody emotions in peril and we and just ignore it. Ignore it. I don't know them. I emotions don't are so uncomfortable for oh people my to deal with. This whole unbothered culture. Yes. Like, like are you crying? Whatever. We got to stop, especially when it's oh. our own. Brown people, we need to be able to look at each other and say, what, how can I, what can I do for she you? Was, mm-hmm. She was brown. She wasn't black, but she was like, she was brown. Yeah. But I just appreciated her for asking like if I was okay. Even if, you know, just the fact that she cared enough cared, to ask, yeah. you know, yeah. know it right? goes a long way. And didn't just stare. Like she, I think she was trying to figure out if I was crying or if it was like allergies. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. 
I think that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you, brown woman. When I say brown, I typically mean African-American, but there are other brown people who are also minorities. So this is for all of us and anybody who can benefit from it, whether you're brown or not. So um, closing comments. We'll start with Maria Renee. Today was good. I have a whole bunch of um, apologies that I need to get out. <laughs> because of this self-awareness. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's causing and catalyzing change. Amen. Yeah, I got to go and uh, be uh, emotional, I guess. Got to be a Do big it. girl. I have to put on my big girl don't panties and be like, let it out. Let you know what? I accept your apology. I don't know what you. I don't know what you apologizing to me for, but I accept Nobody's it. Nobody's apologizing to you. Oh, it's not yeah. me. Okay, never mind. Gotta, you know, being a daddy's girl, I was. I'm a brat, so it's just like, yeah, uh huh. I don't know why you a brat. If my daddy put up with it, you gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> better know. <laughs> okay, but yeah. And so today was really good because I learned a lot. Which is always great. Yes. And um, self-care is very important. To the new moms, right, who are, who are just had their babies. Yes. You have to do self-care in order for you to, for the baby to, you know, get where they got to go. Be healthy. Do kegels to tighten them back up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to. I know mommy is just like the best thing that didn't didn't happen to you, but you also got to remember that it's, it's still some of you left too. Yeah, that's that true. You need to take some time and that's very true. And 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 do some, you know, go get a pedicure or, you know, yeah, uh, get your hair done or buy a pair of clothes or pants and don't feel bad about it. That's right. That's don't right. Don't do that. You got to take care of yourself. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, Ray, you're great. Thank you. I'm so glad you came. Me too. This was fun. This was good. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy it when you hear it. You're going to be like, oh, okay. Yes. I did that. That was me. And everybody, please go check out his blog. Please. RayLaVie.com. RayLaVie.com. And there I'm going to be, be tuned in soon. because I want to be a part of the wave. Mm-hmm. Brandon, we miss you. I know you're being. Yeah, I'm a, sad I get, didn't get to a, meet a Tatiana right now. Next time. Oh, and bring me back a keychain. <laughs> By the time he hears this, he'll be long to his back, so you better text him. Oh, I should text him. Yeah, I should. Yes, James, we do miss okay. you. And Ray, what's your closing comment? Okay, I kind of have two. Okay. okay. I'm going to leave the people with some more um, ammo. Yes. Okay. Introspection. So this is, this is from an Instagram post mm-hmm. of an attorney that I follow. Um, so I'm just going to read you. This is a caption from one of, his, um, one of his Instagram posts. How much of your personality is you? How much of it has been imagined and created by those close to you through projected fears or expectations? Mm-hmm. How much of it is what you've been taught to believe mm-hmm. or had to believe mm-hmm. in response to some kind of trauma? Mm-hmm. How much of it is constructed by the by the way the world responds to you? Mm-hmm. Is it influenced by how you are perceived based on your looks? Mm. How much of your point of view is standardized by the social status you hold or a privilege given to you at birth? Mm-hmm. Mm. How much of your personality is reactionary? How many of us are really in control of our own minds? 
which begs another question, how many of us are really in control at all? Wow. I just thought that was really good Woo! food for thought. Can you Too send me, me? You had a lot of great quotes today. Can you yes. send me that one like screenshot or something? Send it to my phone. I want to post that one. Right now. And just for his name is Charlie Vargas mm-hmm. ESQ on Instagram. Love Charlie it. Vargas. I'm going to follow ESQ. Charlie Vargas. Um, very intelligent brown person. Love what he's doing for the community. Yeah, is he, where is he? Uh, New York. I okay. believe. Okay. I, I don't know. Um, I think he's in New York. I think. Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, BK. And I have one. I have one more. That's a little bit different. You know mm-hmm. who it's from? This is from Auntie Brene Brown. Yeah. You don't know who Brene Brown is? Please. She is how my whole introspective journey started. Yeah. So check her out. She is invited to my cookout okay. anytime, yes. to the barbecue, yes. to Thanksgiving, she is to dope. Christmas. Um, <laughs> so I, I love her. So I'm going to read a quote from her. This ability to opt out of suffering and injustice or pretend everything is okay is the core of privilege. Mm. Today, I choose not to acknowledge what's happening around me because it's too hard. The goal is to get to the place where we can think, I am aware of what's happening, the part that I play, and how I can make it better, and that doesn't mean I have to deny the joy in my life. Now, the reason I'm sharing this quote is just because of everything that's happening at the border, because that's another thing that has been stressing me out, and I need to unfollow CNN on Instagram, honestly, because some of the, like, people are so brutal in the comments. Oh, yeah. And it's like, regardless of politics, politics aside, look how these human beings are being treated. Yes. And your ability, like, even... Families being separated. Yeah, even slave days. Like, when we talk about privilege, I think a lot, white privilege, privilege in general, we're privileged as well. We're not going through that. We're sitting here talking about it on a podcast. So we have that privilege where we're not necessarily affected by it, maybe in a, you know, where we could potentially be deported or sent back somewhere. Um, but I just wanted people to to really think but, about but, that. But that's the thing. I don't think people that can happen. But black people, think man, that. what they'll find Listen a way. Here. But we are Listen. definitely a citizen. <laughs> but you, that is, Listen here, look. I don't put it. They back. already, they already it tried back. it. Did y'all know they already tried? It? They tried to send us all back to Africa. I think it was the western part of Africa. They always tried to send us back already. Back when slavery ended, they tried to send our asses back. They said y'all after we built the country. After we built the country, we go ahead, take your asses back. And it was a bad part of Africa don't, too. I, I I don't think the generation understands. Civil rights was only what fifty, sixty years ago. I have my parents are that age. Yeah, yeah. My mom would say, "Oh, racism." They was over. just sticking the dogs on us. It was yeah, just the hoes. The hoses. It was not too I long have, ago. My mom is Billy the youngest Club. of twelve. So, and she's she just cel- celebrated her fifty second birthday on the fifth. Mm-hmm. So, the youngest of twelve. Mm-hmm. Which means her sisters are all old, older than her. All was around so the they era. were around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this was not, you know, this was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just because of what's happening in society now doesn't necessarily mean that we're not still, you know. It can go left at any given moment. I don't. Yeah. I'm more conscious of that now, and I think my that was one of my dad's biggest things before he passed was. Uh, he said it. It very well may be a race war. 
Yeah. In this, in our generation, it doesn't it have possibly, to be though. It really doesn't have to it, be. We're all it the does, human race. It don't have to, but Trump it gets could elected possibly again, happen all again. All hell is going to break yes. loose in America. I'm just going to yes. say that yep. right now because it. It's, it's, we won't be killing each other then for sure, yeah, but it'll be, uh, be crazy. And I always tell you that we're gonna come together one way Dude, or another. One, one way or another, we are going to come together. And if that means together, we're coming together for a race war. And we coming together, and that would be horrible. Honestly, that's what it yeah. is. I don't, I don't want to fight. I don't, I don't want to have a civil war, black people against white or whatever. That's is, I want to be able to sit down with someone and say, you, you are. If you're a racist person, why? Let's de- let's let's deconstruct it. Let's figure out why. But one thing that you did say that I really really like because it kind of was like a it was another another brick for me. We have privilege like white people have privilege, but it's just it's they, we, we focus on a privilege that we don't have that they have, mm-hmm. but we don't think about a lot of the privilege that we have that the like Mexican folks mm-hmm. who are trying to be here have a better and create a better opportunity for their families. That was like a break in the head for me just now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that aggressive because, you know, but it was, it was a whisper, a loud whisper like, ha, 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 don't forget now. That's not to take mm-hmm. away from the fact that we, there are still, still some things we deserve here, um, but... I had never really thought about that I have some privilege. I never think about it because I'm so focused on what I don't have. I'm not mm-hmm. looking at what I do have. And that's another piece of introspection, another piece of self-awareness. Be grateful. Well, we talked about it. Be grateful for where you are and, you know, be grateful for the whole journey too. So, yeah. That was powerful, right? I am very, very, very grateful that you wanted to come and join us on cornbread and caviar, yes, I, this was fun. Yes, and you will come back. Yes, Please absolutely. Back. I'm yeah, sorry that yeah. you had to have two closings, but Maria Renee tends to jump into the part where she thinks she's closing out, but then <laughs> no, I have to come I, back and do it she again. Listen, leave her she, alone. She, she just—I do don't know. Nothing. She does the weirdest things. Like I close out every week. She just closed <laughs> out, and then we have to redo it again. Where I have to say thank you for being here, and will you come back, and all that stuff. She's a very weird yellow person, but thank you for being here. Will you come back? Yes, absolutely. When you're in town, you are welcome. I want you to bring Bay. I would like to meet him. Oh, um, yeah. And yes, I will, yeah, I'll tell James that you uh, missed him and you wanted to see him and all that good stuff. And he'll be back soon. Um, very, very strong conversation today, folks. Please be aware of yourself. Be in tune with your inward self. And that way you can be in tune with your environment. Check out Ray's blog, RayLaVie.com, R-A-Y-L-A-V-I-E.com. We love the fact that you are here. Those who support us, those who don't support us, we love you too. Um, Thank you so much for listening today. Please, please, please. What do you say, Marie Renee? Subscribe, rate, and comment. And it literally costs you nothing but a little bit of what? Time. Zero dollars. So you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. We're out here, so help us out and share us out. Um, if you want to connect with us, which we'd like you to, I'm not going to even ask if you want to. You want to connect with us. So you really do. You do. You want you to really connect do. with us. We do invite people to come on the show. Yeah. Shout out to Kanita because she's a regular. Uh, she emails us all the time. So we're going to definitely have to get you on the show, Kanita, because we appreciate your contribution to Core Ready Caviar. Yes, she, would you please She helped come. us out on something real big recently. She did. She helped us out. So thank you, Quality Control. That's one of our listeners. We love you. Because she's our fan. She's our fan. We're hers, too. Yeah. She's our friend. So listen... Um, find us on Eat Cornbread and Caviar on Instagram. Follow us. Hit us up at eatcornbreadandcaviar at gmail.com. We do love you. Thank you so much. This is Ramon, your host, and we are out. Remember to like, 
Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.